Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. The ChatGPT competitor AI tool Anthropic has just announced something massive today. We're going to break down what it means for the industry of AI and what some of the implications are. So the big piece of news they announced today is that they are increasing they're, they're pretty much expanding their context windows from about 40,000 words or characters to 100,000 characters. So the reason, or I guess tokens. So the reason that this is important, I guess I'll cover the tokens thing real quick. So a token is essentially a piece of a word, like a long word might be multiple tokens, something like machine might be two tokens. Um, and it's essentially just the way that these language models are predicting the next, they're not really predicting the next word that comes, they're predicting the next like few letters or chunks of words that's just how their models work so it's um i i guess what that kind of corresponds to essentially is um now that they're doing a hundred thousand tokens that corresponds to around seventy-five thousand words but anyways the reason why this is massively important and is making some uh, really big changes is because now this means that anthropic um can essentially analyze not just, you know, like a, a chunk of text. You you get this with a chat GPT where like I've implemented it into a bunch of different software tools now. And if the input or the output is too big, um, chat GPT is like, sorry, like you just ran out of space pretty much. Um, and the problem is with a lot of these requests, uh, sometimes your request and its response. So what you say to it and what it responds is all combined. And so if you have a really long request and someone and it's supposed to generate a really long response, it just caps out. It can't do it. So What's really interesting with this is the fact that um, ChatGPT and GPT-4 specifically announced that they're going to expand to 40,000 tokens. And that was like, oh my gosh, it's huge. That's amazing. Um, this is still in beta. It's, you know, you got to get on a wait list to get it. No one really has access to this. But, um, you know, and so that like that's one thing. But this is literally more than double of what this waitlisted feature is. This is insanity. Um, really, literally, this means that businesses now can submit like hundreds of pages of materials for Claude and it can look through analyze um, and the conversations you have with Claude can go on for hours or even days and it doesn't miss a beat it's able to um, use all of the context and all of this data which is like absolutely phenomenal and so when I first heard about this I was like oh awesome like it can write longer things I guess I think honestly what this is going to be used for more than like creating a 75,000 word book um, is going to be digesting content and analyzing things. And I think people are not thinking enough about what the implications of this are. So I'm going to go over some of those implications because I think they're absolutely massive. 
first off, I think it's important to note that like, so your average person could probably read about 75,000 words of text in five hours or more. Um, and so if you had someone that took five hours to read that text, obviously you're going to have to digest it. You're going to have to remember it. You're going to have to analyze it. There's a lot of stuff that goes into reading 75,000 words of text. What's amazing is Claude can do all of that in less than a minute. So it's time to digest and all that um, takes less than a minute. An example that the uh, Anthropic team gave in their demo is that they essentially loaded up the entire text of The Great Gatsby into Claude. And um, and I think that equates to around 72,000 tokens. And they modified one line somewhere in the text to say, you know, a software engineer that works on machine learning tooling at Anthropic. And then they, they put the entire book in there pretty much and asked it to spot you know, what was different between this document and that document. And it responded with the correct answer in 22 seconds, reading 72,000 tokens between the two doc, and then comparing that and finding the issue. So honestly, this is insanity. Um, but the implications are not just finding random Easter eggs in books, obviously. I think the implications are going to be, number one, finance. This is massive. They gave another demo where they essentially were able to um, upload Netflix's uh, 10K document, and they said, from the consolidated balance sheet, please highlight the the most important items up to a potential investor and explain their significance. Uh, first, make the markdown formatted table or tables with the selected results, and then provide a summary and an an analysis of the results. And it did an amazing job in a very small amount of time. They uploaded uh, Netflix's 10K document, um, which is, I believe, like 40 pages long, and uh, from that, it created like a summary. It was like Netflix has a strong cash cash position with five point two billion dollars in cash. Content assets are you know this many billion. Blah blah. Like it gave a summary of what was going on, what an investor needed to know. It had um, it created cells of data around you know some of the changes in their finances and some things that were relevant. Really, really amazing. And so, I think it's pretty cool because you can drop multiple documents or even a book into a prompt. Like multiple documents. That's insane. First off dropping documents and I can't even do it with chat GBT. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Um, you can ask Claude different questions that essentially are, require the synthesis of knowledge, the synthesis of knowledge. So across different parts of text. So like this is really, really amazing if you think about it, because this isn't just two questions and you're saying like, you know, like write an article about X, Y, and Z in this tone and this thing. And it's like, oh man, it's got like three different concepts it's got to work with. Like you're, you're asking those questions for like for like full books, like 100-page document. So I think this is pretty amazing. Um, it's great at following your instructions. In the demo, I haven't actually been able to get my hands on that. So I will have to, you know, spare or hold back judgment until I can actually get that. Um, but they're saying it does better than a human assistant would. And like, honestly, a financial analyst, oof, uh, you got to learn how to use these tools to really... Uh, become more effective at your job and to really put yourself out there because, um, and I think, okay, here's the thing. You know, people are like, oh man, this is going to kill financial analysts. Not necessarily. Definitely not because, um, you know, me as someone that uh, is not a professional financial analyst, I don't always know the questions to ask. And I think this is true of every industry where you may not know the questions to ask and the prompt to use. Now, that being said, there definitely are tools that are there and uh, people that are out there helping share the right prompts and right questions to ask. And so it's kind of like saying, 
you know, X, Y, and Z, like a librarian's job isn't going to get replaced because not everyone knows the right questions to ask on Google. Like eventually we kind of figure out a lot of these questions. But that being said, I think there's still, um, you know, if you are a financial analyst and you're worried about your job being displaced because now in a couple seconds, these tools can like analyze multiple things. I think there's still a, a strong use case uh, for your job position as long as you're able to just do way more, analyze way more stuff. You know the questions to ask, you know the right pieces to put together, um, and you make a really customizable, um, you know, response. But that being said, like definitely this is going to be uh, disrupting a lot in the finance industry, but a ton of other industries, which I want to go over. So um, the another demo that they gave was for um, one of their partners, I guess, called Assembly AI. So they said that 100 characters of... Uh, or like tokens essentially translates into around six hours of audio. Um, you know, if you listen to an audiobook or something. And so they did a demo with Assembly AI where essentially they transcribed a really long podcast into about 58,000 tokens. And then they used Claude to summarize um, and do questions and answers about that podcast. Here are a few other use cases I'm thinking that are going to be quite revolutionary. The first one is obviously just to be able to digest and summarize and explain really dense documents, financial statements and research papers like we were talking about before. Um, another is to its ability to analyze strategic risks and opportunities for a company based on its annual reports. So again, this kind of goes into the whole financial analyst piece but being able to take a uh, an annual report and do a lot of robust calculations on that it's also going to be able to assess the pros and cons of a piece of legislation which i think is really actually going to be interesting to see how this impacts right um i'm not sure how this works in every country in the world but here in america um on both sides of the aisle a very common strategy is that they're they say hey we're going to vote on a piece of legislation they drop the piece of legislation um, or the bill, which is going to be like a thousand page document, uh, you know, like a day before. And they say, we're going to vote on this tomorrow. And really what they're trying to do is they try to, it's usually with like budgets and stuff like that, where uh, they, they try to cram a whole bunch of little special interest things in from all the different senators. The senator is like, hey, I'll vote and they, uh, you know, agree with the bill if you do these special interests for people in my like state or jurisdiction. And um, they, they like a lot of people vote on the thing so that just like to get it passed and you know because they're like oh we don't want like the government to shut down we got to pass our budgets blah 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 um and you know in fact i believe that there was a a quote i heard somewhere so you go uh validate this but someone said like we we have to pass this bill to find out what's inside of it and it's like anyways it's kind of just like a meme in america where you got to pass a bill to find out what's inside of it because these are huge, dense documents and they get dropped. You know, everyone contributes like a whole bunch of things they want to see in it and the whole thing gets dropped like a couple days or a day before the vote. And there's no way people are going to be able to analyze the entire thing and make like a very informed decision. Um, and so consequently, what they do now is they hire like a team of 100 people and they all take a chunk and they have to like read it and summarize it and try to figure out like the loopholes that are being added from it. Um, and people come out with reports based off of stuff like that. Anyways, it seems ridiculous. And I think that something like Claude is going to really um, shift this where, you know, a bill might be proposed. And if they made it public, the American public could literally take it, stick it in, ask the, any questions they had about it, find um, any loopholes, find all the places that money is getting spent or things that are happening. And, you know, if they don't make it available to the general public, at least senators um, and uh, Congress people will be able to do this, but I think it's going to be really powerful to upload that massive document and really assess the pros and cons of that piece of legislation. So I think that's going to be 
a really big change. Another one is just the ability to identify risks and themes and different forms of arguments across legal documents. So this is going to be massive for law. Um, I think this is going to be really big just to be able to read through hundreds of pages of developer documentation and surface answers to technical questions. Um, they did a demo where they said they uploaded, uh, first off, they said, hey, what's LangChain? And it said, I, I don't know what LangChain is. And they said, okay, here is LangChain's API documentation. It's a PDF. They uploaded it as a long PDF. They said, based off this documentation, create a simple demo of LangChain that uses Anthropic's language model. Uh, think step by step. And it went and it created that documentation, or it created that uh, simple demo of LangChain right inside of Anthropic. It had all the code. So I think this can be really powerful for code, right? You're going to be um, able to rapidly prototype by dropping an entire code base into the context and you'll be able to intelligently build on or modify that. So really big implications for developers, for legal, for um, governments, for financial analysts, a lot of very big industries that previously felt like they were a little untouchable, they had a little bit of a moat, they're a little further back, I feel like are going to have some massive disruption. Um, because here's the thing, if Claude is doing 100,000 tokens, ChatGPT is going to have to do 100,000 tokens. And uh, if this becomes mainstream and eventually it's just like, okay, you get un unlimited tokens, use whatever you want and just pay for it, it's going to be insane. People will be able to upload insane amounts of data, insane amounts of content and just get really robust um, anal analysis on this content. So I think this is actually a massive and very major game changer in the AI space. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.